Let's do that hockey. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another Dopper Prospects Radio podcast, episode 128. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Peter Harling. Appreciate you listening and downloading and subscribing and sharing and five-star reviewing and all the things you do to help make this podcast a little bit more accessible and enjoyable for everyone. I have a couple more episodes to come at you uh, with content from the 2022 NHL Edge Draft, and I'm really excited about this episode and the one coming up next. So today I'm going to post my conversation I had on round uh, two of the draft, day two, with Julie Robenheimer. She is well-known from Elite Prospects. She's a contributor there, and I had a chance to catch up with her and talk to her about some of the uh, players picked in the first round from the U.S. National Team Development Program. Specifically, we talked about Logan Cooley and his upside, his ETA, some of the things he needs to work on. Uh, He ended up going uh, to Arizona with the third overall pick. Uh, We talk about Cutter Goche, who has uh, fantasy upside as well. Uh, Very multi-cat friendly player there. And we talk a lot about Lane Hudson as well, who was a later second round pick, uh, but a player I'm really curious to follow his development as well. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to get Lane in any of my fantasy drafts, but I tried. Um, so without any further ado, let's uh, jump to my conversation I had with Julie Robenheimer, and I encourage you to uh, follow her on Twitter at Julie Robenheimer and uh, catch some of her work. I hope you enjoy the interview. All right, so still the NHL entry draft on round t- day two, and I'm now joined by elite prospects Julie Robenheimer. Julie, thanks for giving me a minute. You're welcome. Uh, so I want to talk to Julie about the U.S. National Team Development Program players because there's a bunch of them in this draft. It's like the 2019 draft. Uh, kind of, I think it's kind of similar in quantity, if not quality of players, but there's a bunch of guys that picked in the first round and a few I kind of wanted to pick your brain on. Um, so let's start at the top of the list and go with Lane. Uh, sorry, not Lane. Uh, Logan Cooley. Yeah. Uh, Cooley goes ahead of Shane Wright, which was a little bit of a surprise, but not a surprise that he went to Arizona. That's where a lot of people had him mocked. Uh, one of the players I think might have one of the higher offensive upsides mm-hmm. in this draft, and that translates real well to fantasy hockey. Mm-hmm. What can you tell me about uh, Cooley, his upside, his ETA, those kind of projections? Well, what I like about Cooley is um, his creative thinking um, and his the quality of his hands um, and how he's able to just like stick handle his way through any situation. Um, I like his speed. I like um, the way he scans the play, looking for options. He doesn't necessarily go for the first option he sees. He he does take some time to look for the best option. Um, So he's got a lot of really translatable skills. And one of the things that I think Arizona liked about him is his ability to... um, electrify well, an arena in, in what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, get, a, get people out of their seats? Yeah. Highlight real plays? Yeah. A, he'll get people in the seats, and then B, once they're in the seats, they'll be up out of their seats because <laughs> he is so exciting to watch. Um, even if he doesn't score, he often, uh, anytime he is in the offensive zone, it leads to a scoring chance. Um, and so that 
uh, thought always gets people excited because at some point you just always assume they're going to go in. Um, so, so there's that. There are some things that he's going to have to work on at Minnesota. Um, and I think Bob Matsko is going to help him with that. Um, and that's his perimeter play. He kind of sticks to the outside. He doesn't drive the center of the ice. He doesn't go to the dirty areas. Um, one could argue that he's a fairly soft player um, in that sense. So I'd love to see him add some sandpaper, some grit, some jam to his game. Um, even if it's that, even if that's just more of a willingness to go, if that's where the best option is, um, because he doesn't necessarily have that willingness. He kind of wants to protect himself, protect the puck um, in that way, and, and keep it safe. So um, I think, in terms of uh, projection, he'll definitely spend at least one more year uh, or one year uh, at Minnesota. It probably would behoove him physically to stay two years. I don't think he's going to have the physical maturation necessary um, in terms of his uh, size, his strength, to withstand playing against men. I think him being at Minnesota is going to, um, and playing a college game uh, for the entire season, is going to, one, benefit him with more time in the gym, um, and B, be an eye-opener that he is not, in fact, ready to play against men. Mm. Well, there'd be no rush for Arizona to, to oh, expedite him into the roster. They're, they're not in a winning situation at this point yet, but uh, that'll be interesting to see how long he stays in, in Minnesota. That's a good place for him to get some, uh, some time in the weight room and round out his defensive it. game. Yeah, he needs it. All right, so another player I kind of want to pick your brain on here real quick is uh, Karagoche. Mm-hmm. Big power forward, uh, like his offensive upside. I just like the way he can impact the game pretty much however you want to play it. He's not a liability defensively. Uh, he can play physical. He can, he can play an offensive game. Uh, tell me a little bit about uh, his projectability. Well, he could, uh, in the next, we'll say, three to five years, be the new G in Philadelphia. Mm. So... Um, he brings that kind of all-around game, as you mentioned, power forward, willingness to go to the net, um, willingness to play the dirty areas, willingness to use his size. That's one of the things, you know, you can be a big guy, but if you don't use it, <laughs> what good is it? Yeah. And, and so he's one that definitely embraces that part of his game. And then, of course, his shot, um, you know, his it's a, it's, a, it's a cannon, it's good. You know, there's a lot to like about it. Um, so... Yeah, he brings a lot to the table. Um, again, another guy going to college, going to Boston College, and um, uh, I think he'll benefit tremendously just because of his size and strength, where it's at right now. I could see potentially him only staying one year um, at Boston College. I'm a big proponent that you always stay for two. Mm. You never leave unless it's a sure thing, in my opinion, unless, unless you are ready to jump in and fill in on an NHL roster. Um, so we'll see how he is after one year, um, because like I said, he does have uh, the size and the strength to uh, be able to compete against men that would give him uh, a better opportunity to find quicker success. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he kind of reminds me a little bit of Maple Leafs Matthew Nyes. Big player, good skill, Yes, influences the game in multiple ways. Yes, very and much And he so. stayed for two seasons. Yeah, it's, and it's one of those things too where I just, I mean, again, I'm a big proponent. You don't leave anywhere unless you're ready to go to the NHL. Mm-hmm. If, if you have a, a place. Now, 
Canadian juniors is a totally different ball of wax because of the age limit. But, you know, even European players who, you know, have a good situation and a good development system, like, stay there. And it's the same in college. You have a long runway. Use it if you need it. Yeah. And most kids are just so anxious to get to the NHL that they forget that the goal isn't just to get there. It's to stay there. It's to be an impact player. So um, if you are committed to your development, you should be committed to your complete development and not just wait for an NHL team to show interest. All right. So on the other side, side of the size spectrum, you go yeah. from uh, Coche to Lane Hudson. Um, I'm really fascinated by this prospect file in Lane Hudson. Uh, he's got really great skill. He's got like a six-foot wingspan, but the guy's only 5'8", yeah. hoping to get to 5'10". Um, terrific skater. You know, if, if he were six foot, even just six feet, I think we would have uh, seen him get drafted last night in round one. But he was, I believe, a later second round pick today. Uh, what can you tell me about Lane? What I like about him is his creative thinking um, and his stick skills, uh, passing, um, his ability to read the play. All of that is really, really beneficial for him. And that is what makes him stand out as a player, like what he can do with the puck on his stick. The challenge for him um, is his skating. He, um, his skating and his size. Obviously his size plays a factor. It's much harder to defend the puck when you're 5'8", um, especially as a defenseman. Like having that net front presence is not a thing. <laughs> right. Um, so that's a challenge. He's going to have to focus on his physical strength, his leg strength. Um, you know, not get knocked over on his skates all that much. But the real challenge is, is him actually playing defense um, with his skating um, inefficiencies. So um, it's one of those things where he could potentially develop into um, a special teams specialist um, with the right pairing, with the right development in terms of improving his skating. Um, or finding ways to be successful without improving his skating, you know, being a, a, a guy who thinks outside the box when it comes to, you know, positional defense. Um, so that's what's interesting about him. He is, as you mentioned, if he was just a little bit taller, if he was just a little bit faster, a little bit more agile, he 100% would have gone in the first round. So we'll see. He's, a, he's an interesting project. Right, so you're saying that he lacks some some defensive influence, but for fantasy hockey, that's okay. There, there aren't <laughs> stats for, for defense, but if you can't play defense, then you're not in the NHL, and, and that undermines everything. Uh, is that a hurdle he can overcome? Will he play in the NHL? Best guess? Well, I think he has a will to play in the NHL, and when you have the will to play in the NHL, you're usually willing to put in the work necessary to do... You know, improve whatever needs to be improved um, to get there. So, you know, any guy who plays at the U.S. National Team Development Program, I never underestimate. Right. They, they know what it takes. They are willing to put in the work. They have made tremendous sacrifices to achieve this goal, and they're going to push for it until somebody tells them it's not going to happen. Well, I hope he makes it because I plan on drafting him in my fantasy leagues. So thanks very much for your time, Julie. I really appreciate it. Let's go back to the draft. All right, sounds good. Thanks.